You are listening to Mind and Body Intelligence for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Kate Reuter, and I teach entrepreneurs how to optimize their performance, become more resilient leaders, and break through their income ceiling. I will share my experience coaching six, seven, and multi-seven-figure business owners and expose the truth behind growing and scaling a successful business. Here we'll discuss mindset, work-life balance, wellness, and business strategy, and have real conversations about what works well and what doesn't serve us. For the nitty-gritty of entrepreneurial success, you have come to the right place. Hello, and welcome to episode 107 of the podcast. Today we're talking about how to stop the bad habits that are sabotaging your success and do it for good. Before I dive in, I want to share a little bit of a tribute to a cause that is very important to me and is something that could have taken my life. May, which just started while I'm recording this podcast, is Melanoma Awareness Month. And for those of you who don't know yet, I am a melanoma warrior. I was diagnosed with this type of skin cancer while I was pregnant in 2013 when I was only 30 three years old. And according to the American Cancer Society, this year, in the year 2023, almost 8,000 people are expected to die of melanoma. In fact, they estimate that about 97,600 new melanomas will be diagnosed this year. And melanoma can be life-threatening in as little as six weeks which is why it is a little bit different than the other skin cancers. It is the most dangerous form of skin cancer and causes the most most deaths due to skin cancer. So every year, often twice a year, I go to my dermatologist and I get a skin check, which often involves also getting biopsies. And that is because I want to make sure that I get in front of it, I catch things early if it ever were to reappear, and I stay alive for my family. So this cause is near and dear to my heart, and I will probably share a little bit more about it since this month of May is Melanoma Awareness Month. With that said, let's dive into the topic of this episode. We're talking today about how to stop the bad habits that are sabotaging your success for good. When I first found coaching, it was something that I uncovered because I was searching for solutions for stress. When I hit rock bottom, and I told that story in a few different ways on the podcast before, and then also in the international best-selling book that I wrote a chapter for, but when I hit rock bottom in that way, and As hard as it was to hear it, someone said something to me that resonated. They said, you need a better way to manage stress. Sounds pretty simple, right? But also vague. (laughs) Well, they were right, sort of. I thought at that time this was about stress management and coming up with all kinds of different skill sets for stress management. But there was an even simpler solution that I discovered. And I want to share that with you today. Because stress management sounds kind of vague. Where do we even start? So today I'm going to give you a simpler solution for dealing with stress. And specifically, the bad habits that you're leaning on in stressful situations. Because how do most of us deal with stress? We default 
to some behavior. And it's often a bad habit. So today I'm going to share with you how you know if this is happening to you, how to recognize it, and what to do about it. When I would tell people why I was stressed during that time, I would talk about all of the circumstances and the things that I had on my plate during that time. And often they would agree, wow, that's a lot to manage, they would say, which did not help the situation because what that did is it validated this idea, well, that of course I should be stressed. I've got a lot on my plate, right? And so I got stuck in this cycle. Now, there were some things that I couldn't change about my situation, nor did I want to. I was a mother of two young, energetic kids at that time. I was doing a lot of that on my own as a newly single mom and co-parent, and I wasn't going to change being a mom. I was also rebuilding my life and my future professional career following divorce and after being a stay-at-home mom with a very small side hustle for the last few years. So I was also learning new skill sets, doing trainings, taking courses because I valued personal development and I didn't want to change or stop doing that either. I also wanted to love the work that I was going to do as an entrepreneur and did not want to have to go back to corporate or some job that I did not love. But most of all, I also wanted to create stability and a future as an entrepreneur that served the future I was building with my kids. These were all the things that I had on my plate. And I will never forget a conversation I had with my mom during that time when I was telling her how stressed I was and how hard it was at times. And she said something that wasn't easy to hear, but she was right. She said, you know, Kate, you're choosing to do these things. So if I wasn't going to be changing these circumstances or these things on my plate, what could I do differently? You know what that's like for your situation. You may find that you also have what feels like too much on your plate at times. But deep down, you probably also know that you don't want to change what you have on your plate if you were given that option. But you just want to be able to do all of those things better and with less stress, right? That's all I wanted. But I knew I needed to do something different because while I wanted to continue doing those things, I realized I wasn't able to do them to the best of my ability because of how much stress my body was experiencing. I couldn't bring my best self to any of them because I didn't have the level of resilience needed to sustain it. And I talk about resilience in the last episode. So if you haven't listened, definitely check that one out. But I knew that if I kept going at that same rate, doing things the same way, I would just burn out. And I pretty much did and hit rock bottom. And that was the first indication that this could not go on. I remember hearing something from Brene Brown during that time, and it stuck with me. She was describing how we often self-sabotage or try to escape our feelings with quick fixes. She said, but it's not what we do, it's why we do it. When she was talking about these bad habits or quick fixes that we lean on. 
So when I got really honest with myself during that time, this was the truth of what I was experiencing. I knew that it wasn't necessarily a problem with what I was doing, but why I was doing it, why I was engaging in bad habits. So I knew that, but I also didn't know exactly what to do about it. And at that time, that bad habit for me was Chardonnay. The first thing I had to do was stop leaning on it as a short-term fix. These fixes that we lean on to cope with stress, and yours may be different. I'm going to give you kind of a short list of what they may look like. Mine was Chardonnay, and these fixes that we lean on to cope with stress can be a vicious cycle because it's our way of finding a quick solution that we think will make us feel better in the moment that we're feeling stress. And it often does, but the problem is it's temporary. It creates a short-term buffer between us and the stress. The benefit is fleeting and it doesn't last. And it can often become detrimental when we overdo it. That is when I began using new tools to manage stress better, but specifically to stop bad habits permanently. How do you know if this is happening for you? How do you recognize that you are leaning on short-term fixes in the same way and that it actually isn't helping you manage stress any better? Now, if you're onto yourself already, you may already be realizing that this is happening or you have a hunch that it is. But if you aren't sure, here is how you know. You're still experiencing that level of stress on a regular basis. It just keeps coming back. Maybe it's daily or every week. It ends up landing you in the same place. Also, how you know if this is happening for you, if you realize that you tend to overdo it, and especially over time, you may find yourself saying, I shouldn't have done that, or I wish I wouldn't have done that again, or it was too much, or I wish I didn't do it that much or that often. Now, some of the other examples, right? Yours may be alcohol, but it may also be endless social scrolling or overeating leaning on sugary foods, or Netflix binges. This type of behavior, these habits can take lots of different forms for each of us as individuals. Another way that you know if this is happening is if you sometimes feel like you're doing it against your own will, right? You kind of promised yourself, I'm not going to do that again, and then you end up doing it again and again. Or if it seems to be causing other issues in different areas of your life. Another way you may know if this is happening to you is you keep trying to stop or cut back, but you keep circling back to it and doing it in excess more than you would like. Another way you know is if you try to stop that habit and you simply end up finding another quick fix to replace it. This is the sneakiest one. A great example of this is those who stop smoking and they've been leaning on that habit to deal with stress. But what happens when they quit smoking, they end up gaining weight 
because they start to lean on eating or sugary foods or they overeat to deal with stress. That short-term fix has just mutated into another bad habit that still creates that buffer between them and the stress. And this is really common, so it's something to watch out for. So if this is happening to you, first, I encourage you to get honest with yourself. When I realized this was what was going on for me with Chardonnay, it took me about six months or so watching it progress until I got the clarity that I needed, that this was getting in the way of me reaching my full potential. It kept me playing small and it made me feel like I was in a vicious cycle with it. I'd tried lots of different tricks to try and tackle it or get away from it, but nothing seemed to last. And that stress just kept coming back. My resilience was at an all-time low. And it seemed to be getting worse. I didn't know how to get out of the cycle. It had become a crutch. And I was turning to it often because of stress, not for enjoyment or fun. The second thing you need to do is to be willing to take responsibility and take the first steps to break the cycle. We need to stop leaning on that crutch as a way of coping. Now, this is hard to do. Why is it so hard? Because when we stop leaning on that short-term fix in those tough moments, then we're just left with the tough moment. We're left with the experience of the negative emotions that come with that stress and the ones that we've been trying to avoid or distract ourselves with or escape from with this habit. These emotions may be anxiety or sadness, frustration, or even another tricky one, loneliness or boredom. Most of us want to avoid these emotions like the plague, and we are taught to avoid them. We're not taught to embrace them or allow them or get curious about them. We're taught to run from them. So the first challenge I'm going to give to you today, if you suspect that this may be happening for you and you want to change it, if you truly want to understand whether you are leaning on quick fixes in times of stress, then I'm going to challenge you to not do that thing. And first, make sure that you aren't just trading it in for another bad habit, but instead, sit with the experience of that negative emotion when you don't reach for that habit or when you don't engage in that habit. Sit with that emotion. And I know that doesn't sound fun, does it? This isn't easy work, but it is simple. But as I described in the last episode about resilience, we need to strengthen that muscle. And we do that by being willing to feel all of our emotions. This increases our capacity to feel. And when you aren't afraid to feel emotions. It increases your threshold of resilience. We don't need to be afraid of our emotions, even though we're not taught how to do that. And it isn't going to feel good 
in the beginning. It feels very raw. We feel vulnerable. Getting past this first hurdle was the hardest for me and is the hardest for my one-on-one clients who are doing this same work. But imagine what it would feel like if you took on this challenge and as a result, following this process, became willing and unafraid to experience stress and to know that even when you do, you don't need to lean on or escape to that crutch to deal with it. Imagine if you could do that, what you would be capable of. Imagine what you would do with that extra time and energy. Because let me tell you, when this is happening to you and you're leaning on these habits in this way, you will find that you think about it more often than you would like to. And these bad habits are sucking those resources of time and energy dry. Imagine if you got control of this, how many situations you could successfully navigate while experiencing stress or negative emotions and be able to overcome them and rebound powerfully. I have a specific process that I use with my one-on-one clients and that I have used to overcome this myself that helps them navigate away from this kind of sabotaging behavior. I have clients who lean on various bad habits in this way. It may be social scrolling, food or alcohol, Netflix, you name it, and they are blown away by the clarity they get from taking these steps. It isn't easy at first. And if you can find someone or a coach or a circle of support to help you through it, it will make it easier to take these steps. We do not have to feel bad or ashamed by these habits, though most of us do. And in fact, feeling that way about it can actually make it worse. Bringing it to light instead and getting honest with yourself while getting some help and support for it can actually lessen the bad habits grip on you. I promise you. The more I talked about it, the easier it became to find the solution for it and to take those steps. So ask yourself, what is the short-term fix that I am currently leaning on when I feel stressed? What has become a habit that I know when I'm honest with myself, is not serving me in the long run. Ask yourself how it's keeping you from reaching your full potential and breaking through your income ceiling. How is it keeping you playing small? And what happens when you try to stop, when you try to not lean on it? What are the actual emotions that surface? And what would it be like if you were 100% willing and capable of experiencing them? What if it became easier to experience them and not react and not reach for a quick fix? What would it be like if you weren't only choosing that habit because of stress? This may not be about banishing that activity for good from your life, but more about changing why you do it. It doesn't need to mean that you can't ever watch Netflix or have your favorite drink or eat something sugary. 
We just get to change why we're doing it and ensure that you are no longer overdoing it so that it stops getting in the way of your goals. This work will help you banish the reliance on that habit for coping with stress for good. Schedule a no-cost consultation where you can learn more about how I help my one-on-one clients do this work as well as optimize their performance so they can break through their income ceiling. I'll drop the link in the show notes. If you've been on the fence, now is the time before my one-on-one private client rate goes up. I can't wait to see what you want to create. Thank you for listening to Mind and Body Intelligence for Entrepreneurs. If this podcast has been helpful to you and you like what you're learning, please leave a five-star review and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And if you want to spread the love, please share on social media, making sure you tag me because I would love to celebrate what you want to create. With passion, I'll talk to you next time.